Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Katanji Brown-Jackson Supreme Court confirmation hearings began today in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, She is the first black woman to be nominated to the high court. She has a legendary and story background. You guys have been hearing it, you know, Harvard Law, Harvard undergrad. She was, you know, the editor of the Law Review at Harvard. I mean, she's stellar, stellar qualifications. But how would she rule if she were confirmed? Joining us now is David Schultz, Professor David Schultz, Hamlin Professor of Political Science and a constitutional um, expert. uh, He often shakes out challenging information like this for us. So, uh, Professor Schultz, we're so happy to have you back on the show. My pleasure, Jordana. So what do we know about her in past rulings? I was reading a little bit. Um, She most recently ruled against uh, President Trump when he wanted to uh, create immunity or create some some kind of uh, barrier between if his staff members will have to, uh, what's the word? I'm sorry, my chemo brain is getting in the way here. We'll have to testify uh, against him. And she said, you know, that there is no immunity for people like a chief of staff or something like that. Nobody is above the law. So something she ruled against uh, longstanding, uh, I guess they were never really presidential powers. She said that that would be unconstitutional if they got immunity. Uh, what other landmark cases can you share with us or in- interesting things about her rulings? Well, in, well, in general, I mean, she, you know, she's been on the bench both as a district court judge and then as a court of appeals judge. The Court of Appeals for Washington, D.C., some people say, is about the second most powerful court in the United States. And what we've really seen, you know, since the... Um, you know, since Biden has become president, um, you know, and she and he elevated her to that court is a lot of stuff that's come up, you know, again, involving, you know, you know, the former president, Donald Trump, in, in terms of questions about, let's say, executive privilege, as you pointed out here, whether or not he has to um, um, he can withhold certain information from Congress, whether he can pre- prevent um, President Biden from releasing information when Donald Trump was president. So she's been involved in those cases and been involved in basically ruling against um, against Donald Trump. But then again, I mean, we're looking at the rest of the court, her being in the majority um, you know, with them. And so at this point, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say there's anything from her court of appeals background that, that puts her out of the mainstream or puts her in a position that, that I would say, uh, I'll say that with mainstream, that puts her out of the mainstream in terms of other judges. When it comes to the district court of opinion, you know, as a district court judge, you know, judges are, are trial judges. You know, they're doing a lot of the routine stuff in terms of criminal trials and civil trials. 
And again, really not much there. So it would only be in this last year that you could look at something in terms of some of her opinions. And she's well within the mainstream of both where Democrats and Republicans have been for the last year on that court. Professor Schultz, uh, this is Paul. I couldn't help but notice uh, Senator Durbin said, you're a living witness to the fact that in America, all is possible. Not a single justice has been a black woman. You can be the first. He went on to say it's not easy being the first. In some ways, you have to be the best. In some ways, the bravest. My understanding, this is the fourth confirmation hearing overall. I, I realize this is the most important, but there have been other confirmation hearings. And analysts say that Republicans may try to portray Jackson as soft on crime. She worked as a public defender. Is there anything in her record that would prevent her from being confirmed? I don't think so at this point. If you look on stri- strictly merits, as Jordana introduced here, you know, her credentials are absolutely impeccable in terms of um, the schools that she went to, editor of Law Review. I mean, all these by the standards of the legal profession, um, by the American Bar Association, you know, put her as highly qualified, which is how the ABA is rating her also. Um, and so on that score, no, the fact that she's been through several previous confirmation hearings and they haven't found any skeletons in the closet leads me to suspect we're not going to find it here. And then in terms of this issue about being a public defender, you know, I, I talk about this with my students all the time, is that remember in the United States, there's a presumption of, of, of innocence until proven guilty, and the government bears the burden to prove um, guilt. That's, that's the essence of a free society, that the government has to prove guilt, and, and everybody is entitled to an attorney. And her job as a defense attorney is to do what? Is to force the government to carry its burden of proof. And, and so, in theory, that shouldn't disqualify her. I mean, at the end of the day, for anybody out there, um, I think they would want to say that what? Government doesn't get a free pass with people um, in terms of putting them on trial. It's got to prove its case. So, so she she was a, a good public defender and has done her job in that area too. So, so that should not be a mark against her. Okay. Uh, what are what is the people who are opposing her confirmation saying? I was watching Tucker Carlson. Don't judge me for watching Tucker Carlson. You always have to see what the crazy is saying, so you have to consume that too. So, I was watching Tucker Carlson, and he was um, he couldn't find anything and was attacking her on her. LSAT scores. That's what I saw. So um, <laughs> what? What? I'm, I'm not I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not what? kidding. Like was like, let's look at her LSAT scores. You know, he does that with the crazy voice and the crazy face. Um, so what are some of her critics saying that we should I mean, that's legitimate that we should be aware of? OK, I, well, I think what her critics are mostly keying in on is this argument of saying that uh, are trying to make an argument saying that she's only gotten where she is and she's only getting on the Supreme Court because she's, what, female and black. And I think they're sort of throwing out the argument of, what, tokenism, uh, and then also trying to make an argument out there of saying that, listen, there is no um, um, black or female perspective on the law. There's only one right answer. And so, so I think they're, they're really, I think, in my opinion, trying to use her race against her um, and say that, that 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 putting somebody on the court because of that uh, um, is wrong. Well, she's not being put on the court solely because of that. I mean, she's going on the court because what? Her credentials are impre- um, impeccable, um, and in the process, um, she happens to be um, female um, um, and, and black, and we've never had um, somebody with those 
before, and, and, and shouldn't everybody have an opportunity? I mean, you could, you could literally say, if you right now, giving her credentials, you could argue, argue and say, and what, of all the people in the country, she's got to be one of a handful um, of most qualified people in the country to be on the court. Again, her credentials, law review, um, district court, court of appeals, public defender, uh, uh, those are all impeccable. I mean, it's, it's hard to really find anything against her in terms of, of why she um, is not qualified to be on the bench. Okay. Well, a lot to unpack there. And uh, we sure appreciate your time, uh, <laughs> Professor Schultz, as always. Mm-hmm. John Schuster, Caldwell Banker Hotline, uh, sponsoring today's appearance with Hamlin Professor Dave Schultz. Until another time, I'm sure we'll have you back soon, Dave. Thank you. My, my pleasure, Thanks, Paul. Dave. Join in. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. You got it. And, George, yeah, I, I, some people I st- are just great candidates and they're qualified and they should be confirmed. So we don't always have to be oppositional. Well, should our elected officials and even our appointed officials reflect the demographics of the nation? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.